Hello, and thank you for tuning to Fire and Rain Ministries, where fire purges and rain washes. Today, we have an exciting word to share with you from Apostle Allison J. Cross, and we know that you will be encouraged by what you hear. So sit back and relax, and remember, she has a word for you from the Word. Praise the Lord, everybody, and I'm just going to say it's a wonderful day. Happy Friday to everyone. Happy Friday. Um, today, I want to be talking about the weapons of our warfare. I tell you what, this is a great day to be alive. It's a great day to be teaching the Word of God. I know it's been a little bit since I've been on and um, sharing with you guys, but, you know, it's all good. I just took a few, um, a little time to get myself together with... Um, different uh, projects that we have coming up in the ministry here. And today I want to talk about the weapons of our warfare. So let's pray. Father, we thank you and praise you. This is the day that you have made. We will rejoice and be glad in it. Let the words of my mouth and the meditation of my heart be pleasing and acceptable in my sight because you are my strength and redeemer. In Jesus' name, amen. Well, praise God, praise God. I tell you what, I'm excited. You know, uh, the scripture that we want to start with today is found in Ephesians chapter 6, verse 11. Ephesians chapter 6, verse 11. And if you got your sword today, go ahead and get that sword out and turn to Ephesians chapter 6, verse 11. And it says, put on the whole armor of God that ye may be able to stand against the wiles of the devil. <laughs> you want to stand against the wiles of the devil, amen? And how do we do that? We do that by putting on the whole armor of God. Amen. Now, another scripture that, that kind of goes hand in hand with that is James chapter four, verse seven. That says, submit yourselves, therefore, to God, resist the devil, and he will flee from my neighbor. He'll flee from my friend. No, it says he will flee from you. Now, look at this verse. The first thing it says is resist. I'm sorry, it says submit, then resist. Many people skip over that first step of submission in trying to resist the devil only to discover it on work. You have to, we have to submit to God and then the enemy will flee. Amen. He will flee. So we'll be able to resist Satan only when we submit to God. I'm going to say it again. Only when we submit to God. Many people want uh, their submission to be on their terms, but it has to be on the terms of the Lord. What does uh, resist mean? Resist means to um, stand firm against and to oppose the enemy on every point. We want to oppose the enemy on every point. Why? Because he's going to come in, try to come in through the window, through the door, through your mind, through people. We have to stand firm and oppose the enemy on every side. Now, the, it, the, the, the scripture does not teach us to go out looking for a demon under every bush, which a lot of people do. It teaches us to resist the enemy, and he will flee, all right? Now, another scripture that we want to look at, when we're resisting the enemy and his plots and his tricks and his plans, we want to look at 1 Peter chapter 5, verses 8 and 9. It says, be sober, be vigilant, 
because your adversary, the devil, your adversary is the devil. Now, let me stop right there and say that. Your adversary is the devil. It's not your mama, your daddy, your brother, your sister, your friend, the person that got on your nerves last week. That Those people are not your adversary. According to the word of God, the, your adversary is the devil. And he goes around as a roaring lion, walketh about seeking whom he may devour, whom resisteth steadfast in the faith, knowing that the same afflictions are accomplished in you brethren that are in the world. So when you talk about resist in the faith, it also means to resist on the authority of God's word. God has given us kingdom authority. And you know what? Nowadays, it's high time that we walk in our kingdom authority. It's high time that we literally walk in the authority that God has given us. Stop rolling over and just taking what the devil's thrown out there. But guess what? If we don't know the word of God and we are not in the word like we need to be, we will literally take what the enemy is throwing out there and we'll receive it as God is just allowing this to come upon me, whether it be illness, whether it be financial, my financial, social, whatever. God is saying we, God has already told us we have the victory. And when we're going to talk about being, um, um, being um, financially stable, well, guess what? Our father owns a thousand on the cattle hills, a thousand cattle. He owns a thousand cattle on the hills. He owns it all. So we don't have to sit up and just accept what the enemy tries to do to us. No, I refuse it. And you need to refuse it. We need to stand flat-footed and say, you know, if God said it, that's the bottom line. I am not receiving what I don't need to receive. If it's coming from the devil, if it's sickness, if it's disease, if it's financial lack, whatever it is, if it's not lining up with the word of God, resist that. Another thing is we don't want to give place to the devil. Don't leave room for Satan, for the enemy to operate in our lives. Amen. We don't want to leave room. In Ephesians 4.27, it says, neither give place to the devil. Don't give place to the devil. If you know that you have a problem with your thoughts, we want to cast down every thought, every vain imagination that exalts itself to the against the knowledge of God. And we want to bring those thoughts into captivity of the obedience of Christ. So we don't want to fall into it. Our mind can get us in a snare. We want to recover from the snares of the enemy. Anybody ever been caught up? <laughs> Anybody ever been caught up in something? To, oh, Lord, how did I get here? So we must recover ourselves from the snare. How do we do that of the enemy? We do that by applying biblical principles and strategies. Amen. Not by our own strength. If you look at 2 Timothy 2.26, it says, and that they may recover themselves out of the snare of the devil who are taken captive by him at his will. So we have to recover ourselves. We can do that with the word of God. But guess what? If we don't know what the word of God says, how are we going to recover ourselves from any snares, any traps, any uh, thing that the enemy puts out there? We have to know the word of God. That's why we have to pray. We have to stay steadfast, unmovable, always abounding in the work of the Lord. And we have to do that. We have to also abstain from fleshly lust. I'm going to let that sink in for a minute. Abstain from fleshly lust. 
What does abstain mean? Abstain means to keep yourself from something and refuse to do it. How many of you know that if the enemy can get you to look at something that you don't supposed to be looking at, he just about got you. So we have to flee. We have to flee fornication. We have to flee lust. We have to flee anything that is trying to exalt itself against the knowledge of God. So we abstain from the things that we don't need to be doing, saying, places we don't need to go, people we don't need to have a little chat chat in the middle of the night with. All right now, I know I'm talking to somebody. Okay, and when you look at 1 Peter 2.11, what does it say? It says, Dearly beloved, I beseech ye as uh, strangers and pilgrims, abstain from fleshly lusts which war against the soul. Fleshly lusts war against the soul. I'm going to say it again. It wars against your soul. When you look at 1 Thessalonians 4.3, it says, For this is the will of God even your sanctification, that you should abstain from fornication. In other words, don't be doing it if you ain't married. <laughs> don't do it. Because the Bible says abstain. If, you can't, if you're dating and you cannot abstain from rolling around in the sheets with um, your fiance or your boyfriend or girlfriend or whatever, then you need to get away from them because you don't want that to cause you to lose out. And again, 1 Thessalonians also says uh, in chapter 5, verse 22, abstain from all appearance of evil. And we all know what that means. I mean, I'm not going to get into a deep theological breakdown. It just means don't do it. It means stay away from it. Amen. Another thing that we have to do is we have to stand our ground. As Christians, we are in the last and evil day. As my mom used to say, we are in the last and evil day. Well, guess what? We're there right now. We're at the we're at the very end of the end. We're, we, we don't things aren't even like they used to be anymore. Food prices, gas prices, people, you know, drugs are more heinous than they used to be. I was just looking at a, um something on the news today. There's a drug. And I, I don't remember the name of it right now, but they're mixing it with other drugs. And it's causing it, it is. A, it's a drug that they give to animals. But they're mixing this particular drug with street drugs, and it's causing people to have a zombie-like effect. And it's really prominent over in Philadelphia. And I was just shocked when I saw that. I was like, oh, my God. So things nowadays are so heinous and they're so hellish that we really have to be focused. We have to stand our ground in the kingdom of God. We can't give up ground. If you know that you are a prayer warrior, you are in the word, get back on your post and pray and intercede and fast and do what God has called you to do. Because, hey, we got to get out here and get these people saved. You know, I, I was really disheartened and I felt really bad about those people that were so strung out on drugs. They were just slumped over in a zombie like state. Where is the church? Where is the church? Are we just inside the four walls having church and recycling each other? Or are we really being about our father's business to fulfill the great commission that says, go out, ye therefore, make disciples, bring the people in. You know, when you look at Ephesians chapter six, verses 13 and 14a, now listen to this. 
We're talking about standing our ground. Wherefore, take unto you the whole armor of God, not just the piece you want to wear, the whole armor of God that ye may be able to withstand. Everybody said withstand in the evil day and having done all stand, stand therefore. So when you stand your ground, you are defending what's rightfully yours. I'm not giving up an inch. I'm not giving up anything to the enemy because it took a long time to get here. And I refuse to give up anything to the devil. Okay. So I'm going to stand my ground. You're going to stand your ground. Another thing is that while we are, you know, we have our, our armor on and we're doing what the Lord has called us to do. And, you know, we're in a, we're in a warfare. We're in a warfare right now. This is a spiritual war and it's actually affecting the natural. The Bible says that the weapons of our warfare are not carnal, but they're mighty through God to the pulling down of strongholds, right? So another thing that we have to do as we stand our ground, we have to beware of evil. Evil is all around. We have to shun evil and we have to put it off. Put Everybody said put it off. Shun it, get away from around it, move around, hold fast, whatever vernacular you choose to use. Beware of evil, shun it and put it off. And, you know, when you want to look at that, if you want to, uh, in your uh, time of study, study Ephesians chapter 4, verses 17 through 32. It talks about the putting off of all evil behavior. And, you know, we want to look at that because some people were brought up in pure evilness. And they don't even think that what they do is evil because they have not been introduced to the right way of doing things. Okay, so we have to minister those people as well. Now, when you look at uh, first, excuse me, second Peter chapter three, verse 17, we don't want to be led away by the error of wicked people. Don't be led away by the error of the wicked. Okay, and it says, second Peter 3 17, ye therefore, beloved, see ye know that these things beware. Be, these things before beware lest ye also be led away with the error of the wicked and fall from your own steadfastness are we hearing this today i know i seem a little bit over the top but this is so serious you know we have to look and we have to beware we have to pay attention incline your ear to the saying of the lord Lest ye also be led away with the error of the wicked and fall from your own steadfast and see the enemy. The Bible says that he walks around as a roaring lion seeking whom he may devour. If he can devour your trust in God, if he can devour your faith, if he can devour your steadfastness, he has literally um, won. And it also says in 2 Timothy 2.16, it says, but shun. Now we said we want to beware of evil. We want to shun. This is talking about shunning something here. In other words, get away from it. But shun profane and vain babbling, for they will increase unto more ungodliness. Now, I talked this a little bit in Sunday school as well, but we want to not get into vain babbling. That gets into coarse jesting and saying things that are out of order. We really want to be careful of that. Because if you start just talking haphazardly and course jesting, then, you know, you kind of let your guard down a little. You get into vain babbling, just 
idle talk that means nothing, and then it could go to something else. So we want to be careful of that. When you look at that word shun, it literally means to avoid. It means to turn away from. And we should avoid every evil thing related to the enemy. I'm going to say that again. When you look at that word shun, it means to avoid and turn away from. And so we want to avoid every evil thing that's related to the enemy. Why is that so hard for some people to do? I don't know. I don't know, but I, we, we have to do that. We have to avoid every evil thing that pertains to the enemy. I guess some people want to feel needed, wanted, loved, don't want to shun evil, or they don't want to shun people that's into evil because they don't want to lose friendships. So they just kind of, you know, don't say a lot about it, but they kind of stick around. And that's something that we really have to pay attention to and not uh, get involved with evilness. Now, another thing, and this is like going to be 15, 20 minutes. We're already at 16 minutes, but I'm going to keep it short. And we're going to do these um, probably every day, about 20 minutes. But another thing that we want to look at is we have to try the spirits. We have to try the spirits. Why are we not trying the spirits of everybody to say they're a prophet? Why are, why are we not trying those spirits? Why are we not testing the spirits up against the word of God to make sure that what they are saying is lining up with the word of God? See, I'm more concerned about where your soul is going than your head laying on a multi-million dollar house. Because heaven, you know, heaven and earth will pass away, but, you know, God will remain. His kingdom remains. His word remains. So if I'm prophesying to you houses, lands, cars, Bentleys, multi-million dollar houses, which those things are fine. But if your soul is in trouble and I got somebody just prophesying, okay, I'll put myself in, the, in that spot. My, if my soul is in trouble and you call me up to the altar and the only thing that you're telling me is about the, the, um, the houses, the land, the cars and all this stuff that I'm going to get, that is not helping me. What's going to help me <clears throat> is salvation. What's going to help me is deliverance. What's going to help me is the things of the kingdom. What's going to help me is getting the, the uh, if you're in, on drugs, the drug monkey off your back. What's going to help you is if you're a liar, stop being a liar, which is in the word of God, or consider it an abomination. See, we have to test the spirits and see if those spirits are of God. The Bible says in 1 John 4, 1, it says, Beloved, believe not every spirit, whether they are God, because many false prophets have gone out into the world. So you got a lot of false prophets out here. You got a lot of fallen uh, prophets out here. You got a lot of prophets gone wild out here. They're just doing their own thing. They're just calling people unto themselves, actually just for the money. If I can get a big enough following, think about this. If I can get 20,000 people following me and I just need everybody to give me $1 a week, that's a heck of a payday. But you got true people of God out here preaching the gospel, teaching the gospel, just giving up their lives for the kingdom. And then when they ask for an offering or it's time to give an offering, Mm, I think I'll just put a 50 cent in the, in the bucket. Big difference. 
Another thing that we want to uh, talk about quickly as we wrap up, I said I was going to keep it around 20 minutes, is we want to shun false teachers. But before I move on, another thing is when we're talking about, and we'll probably say, save the uh, false te teachers for next time, but another thing I want to wrap up with, that word try. Hmm. Excuse me. It says try. Try the spirits, right? When you look at that word try, it means to test. You're not operating in unbelief when you try spirits of those with whom you've come in contact with or in, op in operation around you. If they're true, they'll pass the test. If they're false, they won't. And don't worry about it. Don't worry about people saying, you can't judge me. I can judge you righteously according to the word. Yes, I can. I can judge you righteously. And so... I just want to leave those uh, 20 minutes of nuggets with you guys today, and we'll be back tomorrow um, doing another uh, 15, 20 minute segment. And God bless you guys. And guess what? Keep it real. And guess what? We got some awesome things coming in the future. I can't wait to share it with you. I can't share it right now. Oh, I wish I could, but I can't. I can't share it with you yet. But when you see it, when you see what the Lord has done, everybody's eyes are going to be amazed because he's an amazing God. God bless you guys. Have a great day and we'll see you tomorrow. Bye-bye. Wasn't that an awesome teaching? We look forward to you tuning in each week for more teachings from Apostle Allison J. Cross, founder of Fire and Rain Ministries. You can follow us on Facebook, Roku, The Fire Stick, Apple TV, iTunes, and more under the Fivefold Network. To contact the ministry, you can reach us at 252-764-5685 or email us at ApostleAJCross at gmail.com. God bless you and see you next time.